coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. Yeah, I agree. So, um, welcome to the Faith Responders podcast again. My name is Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church in Jefferson Hills. Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries in Fairchance, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and today we actually have a special guest uh, who I'm going to introduce. Um, uh, <laughs> I have to share this story, though, <laughs> um, 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 because when I first met Mike, his name is Mike Granovitz, and when I first met him, uh, he had reached out to ask if... Uh, to meet with him to talk about a magazine that he was starting called Faith Pittsburgh Magazine. And I did share this with him years later, because this was, what, six, seven, eight years ago? I did share it with him years later uh, that when he first reached out, I thought that it was a scam. <laughs> I thought he was trying to, <laughs> I didn't know if he was just trying to get me to advertise in the magazine or for money or whatever, uh, but it did turn out to be one of the best things I've done since moving to Pittsburgh, because not only have I gotten to know him and his family, but was able to be a part of Faith Pittsburgh Magazine, which when he was printing it in print, um, I think uh, the only reason they stopped the magazine is because it got overwhelming. They expected, and he can give more details, I think, initially to do maybe hundreds or thousands of issues, and they were doing tens of thousands, which was just too way overwhelming. So <clears throat> that's how I actually got to know Mike. So uh, it will be great to have him. But Mark, how did you, how yeah. did you? Well, I met Mike through you. Um, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys invited me to come and be a part of for a while. Um, almost, I guess, almost two years or maybe a little bit more. We were doing a Tuesday evening Ask the Pastors table. And we had, uh, me and you and Mike and Chris was there and we would ask, you know, people would ask questions or we'd talk about topics if we didn't have any questions coming in and it was a live stream and uh, that's how I met Mike and grown to love and appreciate him as a brother in Christ and uh, we're glad that he's here with us today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, once the magazine stopped, uh, he had started doing a live stream of where, like I said, panel of pastors, and we just answer questions from people as they were sharing their questions online, uh, trying to, you know, help and minister to people still under Faith Pittsburgh. But so now I'm going to have Mike just jump in and join us. Hello, Mike. Can you can you hear me now? <laughs> we can hear you now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, we can. So, Mike, share whatever you want, a little bit about yourself, who you are, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I will tell you in advance, we don't have a huge following, so it's not like you're sharing it with <laughs> hundreds of people. I think there may be a few. We don't have tens, one yet. Tens We're of praying. people who listen. We pray yeah. God will use it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, there's nothing wrong with starting small and working your way up to something, something big and special. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to be here and, and I appreciate the invitation and, and, uh, 
the topic that we will be discussing today, I think, is an important one, and one that has become, like so many other things, uh, a point of division, rather than something that brings us together as it should. Uh, and, and I've known uh, Mark and Floyd and, and have gotten to know them over the years and, and truly appreciate their friendships. Uh, and, and it's just an honor to be here and, and just love being with these guys and, and doing the videos and I hope we can continue to do them for years to come. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a quick question. So I know you and I have discussed this a little bit. COVID has kind of put a damper on us getting together to do live streams and uh, all that kind of stuff for Faith Pittsburgh. And I think we we're talking about maybe doing them via Zoom and sharing that Zoom to, to Facebook so people can still get their questions answered live. Is that still something maybe down the road? Yeah, actually, that, that is uh, what I'd, I'd love to do that in the near future, start doing that on a, uh, like post the question and let, let the question sit for a week and see what kind of question, you know, responses and things we have and then address those questions the following week and, and, do, a, and do a recording. And then we can post the, the, uh, post the recording up with responses to the questions. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be good. All right, so uh, let me do this. And I, I shared this with, with our topic that we were going to talk about was uh, the call from even Christians uh, to cancel Christmas, like uh, the Christians that say that Christmas is unbiblical. But before we get to that, I wanted to ask an unrelated question, and, and specifically to you guys. Um, I was sharing that, I shared with both of them that um, I shared a video on TikTok asking people to submit, you know, questions, theological questions, and I try to answer them as best I could. And we got some great ones. And there was a woman who shared a question that was basically, what do you do when you've been a Christian for years? She didn't say how long, but you're struggling spiritually. And I've literally been sitting on that question for a couple of days because there's so much to that. Um, I don't know, you know, could it be because of COVID? Could it be because she's struggling financially? Could it be because of addictions, mental health? Could it be just because like most people, you just, everything around you just draws you away from God and you don't really feel that close to him anymore. Um, so what I wanted to do was share that question with you guys here. Uh, and then I'm going to go back because in TikTok, you can only make like a one minute video and one minute is not enough time to address something so big. Uh, so before we get to the Christmas question, I wanted to ask you guys uh, if you could weigh in as if you were responding to her. And I'm going to go back later and make a video directing her to this podcast. Uh, and hopefully I, I, I think and both of you guys can probably attest, she's probably not the only one, especially now, especially no. at Christmas. You know, a lot of people struggle at Christmas anyway, but. Yeah. Uh, I personally am going through a similar belt right now. I mean, it's not so much a struggle with my Christianity, but just with Satan's attacks on, um, on me physically and mentally. 
um, with anxiety. I suffer from anxiety, and um, over the last couple of days, I've had several family members get sick and with the COVID, and then so that just gets me wondering whether I'm going to get it. And you know, you get your anxiety going, and you're then got the snowstorm coming up tomorrow, and you're you're worrying about all of that, and uh, you know, it, it's hard, but. I had, and I was telling the guys too, I had a friend call me just a little while ago and we were talking and she'd been a Christian for a long time. And she says, where's God? She's going through some difficult times and she says, where's God? And he's not in my life right now. Where is he? And I told her he's on, he's the same place today as he was when he parted the Red Sea for Moses. He's sitting on his throne, directing his angels. All we have to do is reach out and say, I need your help and uh, doesn't mean we're going to get it instantaneously but if we continue to immerse ourselves in the word of God immerse ourselves in prayer immerse ourselves in his love it will come yeah I, I would absolutely agree with that and I would also say that that uh, a big part of it is where your focus is and and the there are so many distractions in the world that we live in and especially th this past year i mean it it's been one distraction after another one thing that, that would draw you away from god after another and i think as long as you can work on that focus and work on that that daily time with god where you can keep that relationship fresh focused and and foremost in your life that's a big part of it but everybody struggles there i don't think there's a person uh, i don't regardless of your position or your how long you've been a christian or what you do whether you're full-time ministry or or just somebody who attends church on sunday we all struggle right at times yeah, and, and David, this is one of my go-to verses. David said in Psalms, you know, David struggled with a lot of stuff in, throughout his life. And he says in Psalm ninety-four, nineteen, when the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. So when, when we think we have all of the cares that we can't handle anymore, mm -hmm. we can just look to God, get into his word, Look up scriptures that talk about the fear of the Lord and, and uh, where he says, fear not, you know, uh, Joshua 1.9, uh, Isaiah uh, 41.10, um, Psalms 94.19. There's just so many of them throughout the Bible. Um, right. You know, somebody said, what was it? There's 366 fear nots in the Bible. That's one for every day plus one. So he's even counted the leap year in it. So if we get up every morning and say, fear not, and have a verse for it every morning, we start our morning out knowing that God's got us in his hand. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the other thing that, that happens is, is you get people forget that, that repeatedly throughout Scripture, Throughout the New Testament, we're told that our life as a Christian is going to be a struggle. 
is not going to be easy. It's going to be a battle. Right. Uh, and when when that happens, all too often Christians seem like, oh, I'm shocked because I shouldn't be going through this because I'm a Christian. Yeah. But we're told it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if you're not struggling, I'd say take an inventory of yourself and find out what you're not doing. Right. Oh, exactly. Right. Because the more you are doing for God, the more you're going to struggle because the more right. the enemy is going to attack. Absolutely. Right. And, and I, I honestly feel that's why I was why I was up all night last night is because we knew we had I knew we had this podcast today. Satan knew we had this podcast today. Didn't know we were going to talk about this part of it, but Satan knew we were going to have it. He was doing everything he could to keep me from from being here. Well, I'll add to that. Also, uh, Mark leads one of our online Bible studies um, that we'll be doing later on tonight. So um, kind of taking you out of the picture would (laughs) have knocked out two different chunks of things going on. Right. Um, But actually, I like everything that you guys said, um, especially the accept, not E-X-C-E-P-T, but A-C-C-E-P-T, accept that struggles are going to happen. It's a normal part of being a Christ follower. Um, um, I especially like uh, what Mike said about look at what we're focused on, because like, I mean, like you said, Mike, there's so much stuff that has come down the pike in 2020 uh, that it's hard to focus on anything but what horrible, crazy, ridiculous thing is going to happen next. Uh, and that to be your whole focus. And then before long, you realize, you know, it's been days, weeks, or months since the last time you spent time with God or picked up a Bible or done whatever, especially depending upon where you are. If, you know, the places where you can't even gather and places where a lot of congregations are like, we're just not doing it online either. We're just not going to meet online or in person or outside or anywhere. So you're, there are people that are starving spiritually for, you know, fellowship for God's word. And I'll add this because this has been uh, huge to me is just have someone that you can go to as a prayer partner, someone you can call text uh, message, you know, whatever, and say, Hey, can you just pray for me and trust that they will? Cause a lot of times we'll say, you know, you see it all over Facebook. Hey, can you pray for me? I'm going through this. And there's, 20 lines of comments. Yeah, I'll pray for you. And maybe two of those people actually stopped, bowed their head and interceded on your behalf. So someone who you know is not just going to pray for you, but then is going to follow up later and say, hey, how are things going? I know you asked me to pray for this, but how are you doing with this? How can I help people that are going to actually be the church uh, for you and with you? And that's like huge, 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 huge things and um i know i'm going off topic a little bit but i want to share this story because uh uh well actually it's way off topic so i won't i'll just get back to it's way off topic i'm sure we'll head down enough rabbit trails later on yeah and Um, and with that being said floyd what you said i do have people that i can reach out to and say hey i'm struggling today can you pray for me and i know they're going to pray and pray without even asking any questions sometimes you know sometimes i don't know why i'm going through what i'm going through and we don't know 
and we just say, I just need prayer and know that they will pray. Yeah. So. And a huge part of that, I'm going to reiterate that again. Don't just pray for him. Come back later. Someone who's going to come back and yeah. say, how are you doing? Yeah. Not just, hey, I prayed for you three weeks ago, but he'll come back the next day or the day later, hours later and say, hey, how are you doing with that thing you were struggling with? Uh, yeah. who, who are willing to partner with you in helping to, you know, as the Bible says, carry one another's burdens or shoulder one another's burdens. So yeah, that's a huge part of helping through, through, through those times when we're struggling with something or when we're just feeling distant from God. Yeah. And, and remember, I mean, the churches may not be meeting, like you said, or may not be meeting in person, but the church building isn't the church. Each so, uh, individual is the amen. church. You know, so we are the church. And God, God's not done with us yet, or the church would be gone. So we're still here. He's still got a purpose for us. Let's be the church. Don't even get me started on that topic. We'll definitely go down a rabbit trail. <laughs> so well, let me let me close out this particular this particular area by praying for this woman. Her name is Michelle. And if she gets mad about me mentioning her name, I'll edit it out, <laughs> out of the out of the podcast. But uh let me just say a quick prayer for her and for all those people who are struggling spiritually for whatever reason, and then we'll move on to our next topic. God, we lift up Michelle to you. We lift up all of those people who are struggling spiritually, uh, whether it's because they feel distant from you or whether it's because they're dealing with some kind of roadblock or whether it's because they just haven't had the time because of all the other craziness going on in the world to spend time with you. We just pray that you would be with her and with them. Uh, we pray, as um, Mark said, that they would acknowledge that you've never left them, that you're still with them in the same place you were, as he said, when you parted the Red Sea, when you made a way for your people, and when you watched your son be crucified on a cross. Uh, you're still there reaching out to humanity, wanting to be there for us. Uh, and we pray that they would find people uh, to pray with them, to encourage them on a regular, consistent basis, to be the church with them, uh, not just on Sunday morning and find people who will help them on their spiritual walk. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right. So um, I shared this with Mike um, weeks ago. I made uh, months ago. I don't remember. It was like October. I made this video on TikTok. Um, I spend way too much time on TikTok. <laughs> I made this video on TikTok. Um, I think it was way before Thanksgiving. It was still in October, I think, talking about Christmas because someone had made a comment or asked a question. Um, so it was talking about the fact that, yeah, Christians should celebrate Christmas, but do it in a biblical you know, way. Don't focus on just money and spending lots of money on gifts. And I got so much negative like hate from Christians who were saying that Christians, real, true, God-honoring Christians, shouldn't celebrate celebrate Christmas. And I ended up making like three or four more videos just kind of trying to explain that biblically it's okay. But I wanted to bring that question up to you guys because the, the closer we move to Christmas, um, I've seen more and more people. I just saw one this morning, a video 
from a woman who is having to explain, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, but here's why I think it's okay to celebrate Christmas. And I saw all the hate from Christians, people who claim to celebrate Christ, saying, you know, uh, I don't think they said the same thing to her they said to me. They told me I was a false prophet. I was leading people to hell, yada, 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 all this kind of stuff. I think they were just some, maybe they were being kinder to her. I don't know, but there was still some negativity there and she did the same thing she shared here's biblically why i think it's okay to celebrate christmas not talking about the consumerism aspect talking about celebrating the birth of christ so i wanted to discuss that with you guys because i'm sure well one because for the last couple of months mark and i've been talking about nothing but politics (laughs) on this (laughs) podcast and so it's a good to have a change of pace but also because uh, if someone is like, wait a second, am I sinning? Am I doing something wrong by celebrating Christmas? Uh, how, do we, how do we clarify to them that it's okay? First, I should ask this before we even got on the podcast. You guys both think it's okay to celebrate Christmas, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. And, and, I, and, and I, I can't resist. I'm going to blame the pulpit. I, I agree. Amen. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think I think anything that you do as a Christian, if you can answer when you approach Christmas, just ask yourself you know three questions that I that I've told people to ask themselves: uh, Does the holiday promote any kind of false doctrine or immorality? Can you thank God for what you're observing on that holiday? And will will celebrating the holiday detract from your testimony? And if you can honestly ask answer those questions, uh, that no, there's no false doctrine involved. Yes, you're 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 observing it because you want to thank God for what you're celebrating. And, and no, it's not going to take away from my testimony then I think biblically, there's absolutely not one sound argument for not celebrating Christmas. Right. Before, before you answer, Mark, just so you know, Mike, I have what people have stated are one, three sound arguments for why we shouldn't. But I'll, 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 I'll bring those up. They say they're sound arguments. I don't think so, but I wanted to present them to you guys. One of, the ones, say, Mark. one of the ones I always get is, well, Jesus wasn't born in December. He wasn't born in December. He was born later on, um, you know, probably April, May, you know, towards towards the spring. Well, add, add to that that, the, the December date that we're celebrating is actually a pagan holiday. Right. So, so, so they say we're promoting a false, that's where they say we're promoting a false yeah. doctrine. We're celebrating and worshiping right. a pagan God type of thing. And, and we do that because of St. Nicholas and all of the things that brought down through the Catholic church with St. Nicholas, you know, um, that's, that's where we get our holiday. Um, but there's nothing wrong with celebrating. We need to celebrate the birth of Christ. I mean, 
it was a miracle the way he was brought into this world. The way he came, God came to be man for our sins. He didn't just pop up as a 33-year-old man and die on the cross. He, he came into the world to experience everything that we have experienced. So just in that is a reason to celebrate. Yeah. You know. And I think, I, I think to, you're talking, what we're celebrating is the most significant event in the history of humanity. Yeah. And even from the very beginning when it, when it occurred, you see celebration. This, with the shepherds celebrated. The, the, what they call, you know, what they have is the wise men, they celebrated it. From the very beginning, the birth was celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God sent, you know, a multitude of angels to rejoice and celebrate exactly. yeah. at the birth of his son. So uh, when I hear people say, well, God doesn't say celebrate his birth, I'm like, no, God didn't say celebrate his birth. God sent his angels to celebrate his birth and then told the shepherds, go tell people about it. And, don't, and, don't, don't just, you know, go check it out for yourself yeah. and tell people about it. So, yeah, it's definitely it's not a, just a New Testament. It's not just a New Testament thing. I mean, Christ's birth is a fulfillment of prophecy throughout Scripture. Throughout Scripture. You can go in every book of the Bible and see Christ in every book of the Bible. Oh, the, yeah, the whole, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole Bible from the beginning to the end is, is about Christ. Right, right. It's his love story to us. That's that's exactly what it is. All right. So now I have a, a specific, and I'm going to read the verse to make sure um, I have it right. I had a lengthy back and forth conversation with apparently multiple people. Um, <laughs> How do you find them? <laughs> it, you know, the, the sad part, it's not that, it's not that it's hard not to find them. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, that in Jeremiah chapter 10, this is what it says. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 3. Uh, For the customs of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. And I have had multiple people, even some pastors, that said, yeah, this is God saying, don't bring Christmas trees into your house. And if you bring Christmas trees in your house, you are directly violating the Bible. And I have, I have, I have, I've, I've sat down and tried to, without going into detail about biblical exposition, just said, well, if you look at the verses before that and the ones after, it's not talking about a full-fledged tree. It says a craftsman shapes it. They're talking about making idols. And it also says they're going to be judged for this later on in that chapter and that God's going to bring Babylon. And nowhere in Jewish history has a single Jewish person ever said, you know, God decimated the nation of Israel for bringing Christmas trees into their house. 
They did right. say it was for making and worshiping handmade idols. idols, but they don't buy that. They say that's about Christmas trees because it talks about a tree and it talks about decorating it with silver and gold. But and that's where you blame the pulpit. Exactly. That's exactly what I was. You read my mind, Pastor Floyd, because if if you have, it is so easy. It's 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 heartbreaking to me, but it's so easy to pick and choose a verse here or a verse there, and not look at the surrounding scripture, and just take things out of context, and use it to support almost any argument you want to make, and that's where the pulpit comes in. Exactly, but I will say this: there are some pulpits that are glorifying the Christmas tree and making their sanctuary into a palace of Christmas instead of worshiping the Christ child that the Christmas is all about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, and so that gets in, it goes, you know, it you goes can, both ways. You can go into, I mean, that could be a rabbit trail that's 80 miles deep. Exactly. I mean, you could go into false gospels and, and I mean, all kinds of other stuff with that. I mean, it, it, yeah. that's, that's all never but, ending now. But that's where a lot of this, I think that's where a lot of this is, is coming from is because they've seen Christian churches right. that are more, they're more about the musicals. They're more about the presentations than they are about the present that was given to us. Mm -hmm. and, oh, and absolutely. That, that's that's the, a huge problem. And I like the air quotes because I think it's very fitting because you have those same churches are teaching a myriad of things yeah. that, that are not scriptural. Right, right. And, and, and you know, For me, Christmas season is not my favorite season. Um, I just struggle with Christmas. I have for a long time. Thanksgiving is my holiday. I love Thanksgiving. I love to be thankful. But again, that's something we should be every day of our lives, not just one day of the year. You know, Christmas shouldn't be about one day. Yes, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes. But if you read through his story, there's a lot more to celebrate than just his birth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? absolutely. And and when you when you see how God sent his son to become man to go through the same struggles that we go through. I mean, could you imagine being his brothers and sisters or his mother and father? How do we discipline Jesus? How do we discipline God? Yeah, I've thought about that before. That, that, <laughs> that's, that's actually an interesting question. Why can't you be more like your brother Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just say <laughs> But, you yeah. know, it, it's a challenge. But he went through the same things that we went through. You know, he got hungry. He slept. You know, 
as bad as it sounds, he went to the bathroom. I mean, he did everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And he, Absolutely. he brought himself down to be just like us. So let me, uh, let me ask this question just to bring this clearly out. So are we doing anything wrong or sinful by celebrating his birth when the Bible doesn't specifically say, go celebrate this birth. And one of the pushbacks I got was, hey, you're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but you're not celebrating, you know, all of the feasts that were listed throughout the Old Testament that we're supposed to celebrate, Uh, which, you know, you try to go into a, hey, all of that was fulfilled in Christ. And then they go back to, well, then why are you celebrating his birthday if you're not celebrating those? When those, the Bible specifically says, go celebrate. Nowhere does it say, outlined, thou shalt go celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Doesn't it say, go tell it on the mountain? That Jesus Christ is born. Oh, wait, that's a song. (laughs) (laughs) We are to go, you know, the Bible says we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is Jesus Christ coming as, as a child, born of a virgin, dying on a cross for our sins. And actually, um, not, to, not to get back yeah. into this, but when you look at Luke chapter 2, uh, where it talks about, and I'm turning in my Bible there, and it's really long chapters, uh, when it talks about the angels showing up to the shepherds, um, where they say, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, that word good news is where we get the word evangelize or evangelism. And that word is used again later in the book of Acts when Philip goes out and shares the good news with people. Uh, it says he went and preached but that word preached is the same word for evangelize for good news. So, and it says the good news is the good news that they bought. So the very first time we're told what evangelicalism is, has nothing to do with a political agenda. Like people have made it out today. It is to share what the angel shared that, Hey, today in the city of David, a savior is born to you and he is Christ the Lord. And when the shepherds went out to share it, They didn't go say, hey, we just saw a baby in a manger. They shared what they were told. What they were told was by the angels, today in the city of David, a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. The heart, as Mark was saying, the heart of the gospel starts with the birth of Jesus Christ. And that's worth sharing, especially at Christmas. Uh, But I interrupted somebody. (laughs) Sorry. No, that, 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 you, you were going right where I was headed. I mean, you know, we we are told to celebrate it. I mean, even back in Isaiah, we are told to celebrate, not in the word celebrate, but we are told to tell people about Jesus. What was one of his, what, what did Jesus say to his disciples before he left? You know, in John, in John the, what is it, John, the last couple verses of John. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right. What we what we call the Great Commission. You know, the gospel again. It is Jesus Christ. It's not the gospel of Luke, even though 
we call it the Gospel of Luke. We call it the Gospel of Mark and all that, but it's not the Gospel of any individual. It's the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. And if we can't celebrate that, then we might as well close all the church doors around the world and say, it's not worth it. Right. And you can't, I, I, my personal opinion uh, is I don't see how you cannot celebrate the event that, that, that Christmas represents. I think it's about how you celebrate it, where your focus is, where your mind is, uh, how you use the celebration. Uh, but, but to, to ignore it and not celebrate it, I I think would just be a travesty and and a, and an insult. Yeah. Yeah. So again, even having like the thing that, that just kind of, rubs my back the wrong way is the happy birthday Jesus parties that they give. Now to me it is a celebration but that may make someone stumble. Wait, I've I've never heard of those. What's a happy birthday Jesus party? I asked Uh, That's a new one for me too. Yeah, I've I've never heard that. I've heard the song Happy Birthday Jesus and I was actually just about I have it on my phone Cause usually right around this time, I put that as my ringtone instead of, you know, the Batman theme song. So, yeah. But what, what's a happy birthday Jesus party? I've never heard of that. Uh, growing up, we would have happy birthday Jesus parties. We'd have people that would, you go to someone's house, you have a birthday cake for Jesus. And it was a happy birthday Jesus party. You go in and you sing happy birthday, you open presents. For one another, it's celebrating Christmas, but it's putting a focus on the Christ child as a birthday. Well, the reason it rubs me the wrong way is Jesus, yes, he was born. Yes, he died at 33, but he doesn't have a beginning and he doesn't have an end. So we're putting him in a box when we do stuff like that we're, we're saying okay we're celebrating his birthday but you know um is it really his birthday you know um i i don't know the better better way to explain it but that's that's exactly you know it's just like celebrating your birthday every year you know we we make it we make it a commonplace you know that every December, somewhere along in December before Christmas, you're going to go to a happy birthday Jesus party. That's the way it was, you know. And so it was almost trivial, you know, making it trivial instead of making it special. I, I kind of feel left out because I never got invited. I never, yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I never got invited to a happy birthday Jesus party. I'm sure they they had them, and I just... We just did around here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And, All right, uh, so let me, let me ask this, and we'll, we'll start to wind down with this. So what are, and I think, Mike, you alluded to this a little while ago, uh, making sure that you celebrate it and the focus is done in a, a God-honoring way. So what are some God-honoring ways 
whether it be as a congregation or just even as an individual, to celebrate the birth of Christ and make sure the focus is on the birth of Christ? Well, I, w- I would say the, the one thing that you can also do using the Christmas holiday is because you're going to have, if you're in a church setting, because you're going to have so many additional people that are there that would not otherwise be there, that's a perfect time to give a, a gospel presentation. That's a perfect time to share the, the what Christ did for us by his birth, life, and death, and resurrection. That's, that's a perfect time to introduce people who would otherwise never step foot in a church to all those things. And I, and I think that if you approach Christmas in, in a fashion where you want to say, okay, what can I, what can I do on this day to celebrate the most significant event in the history of humanity and, you know, focus on God, focus on Christ, focus on the, the birth, what exactly it means Teach people that about the gospel message. Teach people about all the, the the incredible things that 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 one event triggered in in going forward in time. I mean, it, it's it's such a a profound and incredibly uh, meaningful moment in history to to not celebrate it, take advantage of it, use it as a, uh, a, a, an impetus to serve, to be part of other people's lives, to bring people together is just, I think, a failure on, a part, on our part as Christians. Yeah. yeah. And we say all of that with 2020 in the midst of all of it. How do we make it how do we make christmas special in the middle of a pandemic um i have been asking myself this question for a couple weeks now how 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 do we go by how do we go about doing this and i can think of a couple different ways um be be god's feet and be God's love. What I mean by that is, if you know a family that is struggling financially right now, they may not be having a Christmas because they just don't have the money to have Christmas for their kids. Which, which, which is more people than ever before in our lifetimes right now. Yeah. 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 Go, if you have the means to do it, go buy a couple toys. Take it and put it on their doorstep and leave. Don't even don't even say anything. Maybe put a card in there so they know that, you know, but do it in the name of Jesus. Don't do it in your name. Don't, you know, um, I, I have a habit of saying, God blessed me with a little extra, so he wanted me to bless you. And, and that's the way I, I approach it. But I mean, there's just so many things that we could do in the middle of a pandemic that we have we have a better opportunity now to share the gospel than ever before. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That that has been the focus of our, uh, to go back to what Mike was saying, that has been the focus of our teaching series that we started right after Thanksgiving is high level overview of the book of Acts, but starting out of Luke chapter two with this, this is what Christmas is about, sharing about the birth of Christ and then walking through Acts and seeing how over and over prayerfully and spirit led people shared the gospel lives were changed the explosion of the church um so yeah um and one of the things that we said was hey that's great from a church perspective but from an individual perspective one of the things that we can do is to tell people about the birth of christ what it means Uh, you don't have to beat them over the head or try to sound like you're trying to invite them you know, come to my spaghetti fundraiser or my church is this or my church is that just to throw in that. Yeah. I'm so glad that we get to celebrate Christmas despite all this and acknowledge that it's about the birth of Christ. And I bring that up because uh, there was a 2017 study, which seems like eons ago now, but 2017 study where uh, I forget the number 56% of Americans said the religious aspect of Christmas bothered them. And I'm like, there is no other aspect of Christmas other well, yeah, than yeah. the birth of Christ. None of that other stuff matters or is important. Yeah. That's the only aspect that matters is the birth of Christ. Without that, you don't have a holiday. You have a winter break for school, and that's great, but you don't have a holiday or a Christmas celebration. It's all about the birth of Christ. And the fact that Many of those Americans were probably Christians who were like, yeah, you know, like you guys have said, we've we've lost our focus and we need to, both from the pulpit level and from an individual level, make sure that we acknowledge that what we're celebrating is the birth of our Lord and Savior. Right. That's that's the heart of it. and one of the things I remember I put on the, one of the videos in like, hey, here's three ways. Because someone asked, well, how can I celebrate the birth of Christ without, you know, giving into all the consumerism, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And one of the things I said was, well, if you are going to give gifts, give gifts that point people to Jesus. Like Mark said, you know, give something that's going to help someone. Uh, maybe instead of giving their kids, you know, your kids an iPad, uh, maybe in advance, pay for a week or two for them to go to, you know, VBS or sign them up to volunteer at a VBS, even though those are in the summer or do something that's going to point your family and your kids and whoever you're giving gifts to or remind them that it's about the birth of Christ. And um, yeah, I know a lot of people have just said, hey, we're not going to buy gifts. I don't know that now is the best time to do that when. So, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Pastor. No, go ahead. I was just rambling right. on. <laughs> but if we'll go back to, to our happy birthday, Jesus, that we never got invited to. <laughs> I, I think if, if you approach it, you can actually use that and approach it in a manner that is good. Because if, if you're saying, okay, that we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. Well, when we celebrate a birthday, we give gifts. Okay, so what would Jesus, what would be a fitting gift for, the, for Jesus? 
and then look, just look at it that way. And what would be a fitting gift? Serving others, loving others, doing something for somebody else, doing something for your neighbors, doing something for somebody who may have never opened a Bible or who may never step foot in a church. Use it, look at it like that and approach it like that. And, yeah. and you can, you can even say happy birthday, Jesus, and it'd be a good thing. Yeah. 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 So just for the record, if you happen to throw one, Mark, we, we expect an invite. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I, I don't think, I don't think Mark's having happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all I'm all for celebrating Jesus. I'm all for that. Um, but again, you know, we we going back to what we said at the beginning of the podcast about focusing. Our focus throughout the year, not just Christmas, should be on Jesus Christ and what he's done for us and telling as many people as we can about what he has done for us. And that leads right into, if we start in December with this story, we should end the next year right back at the same story, telling people the gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. And, and the other... The, one of the other arguments that I've heard against Christmas is is in Colossians 2, uh, 16 and 17, where it talks about uh, forbidding the celebration of, of things. But th that that's another thing that's taken out of context and used incorrectly. That's all about making that celebration something that's needed to become holy or to become accepted or to be or to or to be spiritual. And it goes back to intent. When, when, when our intent is to focus on God, to be thankful to God, to, to love God, to, to strengthen our relationship with God, then what we're doing is a good thing. But when our, when our intent is a, a self-motivated or us-motivated or who can give the biggest gift or I can do this for you can't then then it becomes something that is bad yeah and and we do this not only with Christmas we do this oh, absolutely Easter. You yeah know, Easter yeah. is the same thing it's all about the Easter bunny now it's not about the crucifixion it's not about what he did for us on the cross you know and um, and, and I have no problem with well, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but I, I think, again, Christmas, the, the shoebox thing that, that, that the American Purse does is a fantastic way to get your kids early learning to give to kids that aren't as fortunate as they are. Um, there's, you know... Don and I, this was the first year in probably eight or nine years, we haven't set up a persecuted church cards for Christians and chains um, mm -hmm. campaign where we would mail out cards to Christmas cards to prisoners who are um, 
suffering for the, you know, for, for their belief in Christ. Um, there's just so many things that we can do. Um, but it's getting the focus correct. It's getting the focus on what, what it is all about. It's not about a day. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he, he probably was born in the spring. So it's not about a day. Yeah. It's, about, it's about a person. Yeah. The person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Yeah. And um, it, it wouldn't matter. I, I get that people say, oh, well, that was a pagan holiday. And uh, it wouldn't matter what was previously celebrated on that day. Um, it could have been October 31st. It doesn't matter. You're choosing this day to focus and celebrate and rejoice in the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what's important. And and to be honest with you, those people who, who say about this being a pagan holiday will send their kids out for Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Trick or treat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't put a lot of... Credit, give them a lot of credit for those things and put a lot did, of stock into it. I did get some questions about Halloween and people kept asking, you know, well, what about Halloween? You're talking about Christmas. We're not even in November. What about Halloween? And I was like, well, Halloween is a demonic holiday. I have no yeah. problem with people dressing up in cosplay. People do it all year long and go to conventions and candy is great if you don't overfill on it. But if you mix all of those things together, we got you know, a problem. That's, that's you, you, you got a problem. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not interested in celebrating demonic things. Uh, I've sure. dressed up in superhero stuff before, not on Halloween, but just in general to hang out with friends, to go to superhero conventions. And I gorge on candy regularly. I have a sweet tooth. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 like I said, Christmas is just a struggle for me just because of personal things that, you know, that have happened. And I'm sure it's that way for a lot of people. That, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you lost a loved one, you lost some something, it's a struggle. But when you, when you remember what we are really celebrating, right. then Absolutely. you can put things into perspective. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's end with, I'm going to ask you each to speak to a different final thing. So uh, I'm going to ask you, Mike, to final word and thought for pastors that are like, well, it's, you know, it's unbiblical, blah, blah, blah. Uh, What would you say to them to help them better understand what Christmas is all about? And I'm going to ask you, Mark, to speak to what you just said. Speak to those people who are, what would you say to those people who are struggling because, you know, it's, it's maybe they're missing a family member at Christmas season because there's a huge focus on family time, which makes sense. Or maybe they're hurting or maybe they just have bad memories uh, or maybe they have a, a, a bad pastor who didn't explain properly what Christmas is all about. So let's start with you, Mike. What do you say to those pastors to help them better understand and communicate to their flock? what the essence of Christmas is all about. Uh, I would, I would say, look in Romans, Romans 14, uh, where it talks about one person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. 
and he who observes the day, observe it for the Lord. He who eats does it for the Lord. He who gives thanks for the Lord. It, it's all about the Lord. It's all about the birth of the Christ child. It's all about the gift of salvation that started on that day. Hmm. It, it's all about our, our intent, all about our focus. It's all about what we're using that day for, uh, how we're using it, how we're approaching it. Uh, and, and as long as that pastor is using that day for what it what it should be, a celebration of the, the most amazing gift in the history of, of, of humanity, then he can, I think, with, with a, a clear mind, clear conscience, with, with a, a clear heart, be able to approach his congregation and say, hey, this is why we're celebrating this day, and this is how we're going to celebrate it, because we're going to focus on Christ. We're going to focus on a relationship with God. We're going to focus on a gospel message. We're going to focus on salvation. We're going to focus on the res- on, on, on everything about it, looking at God and to God and for God. And as long as you're doing that, I don't see any pastor. That's where, that's where you need to be. That's the place where you need to be. Amen. All right, Mark. Well, I would say to the person who's struggling with the holidays, um, there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of suicides, there's a lot of things going on around the holidays. Um, focus. As Mike said, I'm going to use his word. That's a, that's a really good word. Focus on who Christ is, why he came, what he can do for us and what he does for us every day through the Holy Spirit. Um, Think of the love that the Father has for us, that he sent his son to come and die for us, to be born and die for us. Um, When we're thinking of loved ones, and my dad died right before Christmas. And so and my mom died right after Christmas. So that's one of the reasons I have a hard time with Christmas. Um, but remember what they were or who they were and how they celebrated and made it joyful joyful for you. Or like you said, Floyd, maybe you haven't had a good Christmas. Well, make this a year that you have a good Christmas. Make this a year that you go out and you, you, you do something for someone else instead of doing it for yourself. Um, do it in the name of Jesus. Don't do it in your name because it won't work. Do it in the name of Jesus. Each struggle we have, each time we go through a struggle, whether it's the struggle of Christmas, whether it's the struggle of everyday life, should be a growing point for us. So use Christmas as a growing, a measurement of growth in your life. And the only way we can do that is to get into the Word and learn who Jesus is. You know, we we all heard about Jesus. We all talk about Jesus. We know he saved us from our sins. But do we know him? And do we know his Father? 
I mean, really know them. Know them. So pursue God, pursue Jesus in a way that you've never pursued him before. If you find yourself getting down, if you find yourself getting depressed about Christmas, start getting into the Bible. Start in Luke, in John, any of the Gospels, and start reading the story of Jesus Christ. Find out who he is. And I'm sure the depression you have is going to turn into joy and peace and hope as you go through it. All right. Anyone have any final thoughts? Everyone, uh... Focus. We got to keep the pulpit focused. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, we, we, I mean, we've been joking about this for years because of uh, the Faith Pittsburgh live stream where we keep bringing that up, but the world would be a different place if the pulpit did what the pulpit was supposed to do. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it would be 100% better, but it would be far better than the world we're living in right now if the pulpit did what the pulpit was supposed to do. So, yeah. absolutely. And we pick on we pick on Floyd because he's the only one that really has a church that he is pastoring right now. I'm a retired pastor, and Mike's a youth pastor, so we don't have the responsibility of the pulpit every Sunday. <laughs> so, it, go ahead, go ahead. But you know, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, it's been kind of a, a running running joke for several years now, but. I think in our in each one of our hearts, it's also something that we do hold yeah. dear, because it is such a uh, uh, an honor and a privilege to stand before people and share Christ with them. Amen. And and it's just it breaks your heart when you see people do it in a manner that's not biblical. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to ask, uh, Mike, would you mind just praying for us? And we'll, we'll wind up uh, this episode of the Faith Responders podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you this day and we, with uh, a heart full of thanksgiving and love for you, Lord. We just know that we need you in our lives. We need your, your love and your grace. Uh, we know that your son, you gave your son to us, Lord, when we didn't deserve it. And he died the death that we deserve, Lord. Lord, as we come to this Christmas season, just keep us focused on you, focused on the, the, the incredible gift that is the birth of Christ. Just keep us focused on what we can do to serve you, bring glory to your name, and expand your kingdom. Lord, bless each and every one of us, but even more importantly, Lord, use us as a blessing to those around us. Mm. Use us as an answer to prayer for those around us. Uh, use us as, as a tool to reach people with your love and grace, Lord. And just keep us intent and focused and keep us directed towards you and walking in the path that you would have us uh, go on, Lord. And we just ask each one of these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, I uh, pray that everyone... Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.